You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello and welcome to our weekly Market Talk podcast. Today is Tuesday the 13th of April. I'm Stuart Banks from AIB Treasury and as usual I'm joined today by John Fahey, AIB's Senior Economist, to discuss the latest market developments. John, last week the IMF marked up its forecast for global economic growth in 2021. This is the second upper revision in the last three months. Can you give our listeners a little colour as to their reasoning? Yeah, so we got the uh, what they call the World Economic Outlook uh, from the IMF last week, and it follows a raft of other forecasting agencies, international development agencies, economic agencies, revising upwards their, their growth forecasts. So in high-level terms, uh, the IMF is now expecting the world economy to grow by 6% this year, and this compares to its previous forecast of 5.5%, which was uh, released just back in January. It's also revised slightly higher its forecast for next year, uh, up from 42 to 4.4%. So the biggest revision has been to this year. Uh, and in its report, the IMF kind of details three key reasons or factors behind its upper division. Uh, the first is, is it, it outlines that the arrival and rollout of multiple vaccines, that's a big reason behind the upgrade. Second is that it has noticed better adaption of businesses to pandemic life. And this is, we've seen this across all the major economies where even some firms and sectors that are shut down from a customer facing perspective have improved compared to the first half of last year at least to the extent that they can offer some sort of offering online or, or through remote online offerings. And the third reason is the f- additional fiscal stimulus uh, that's been provided. Uh, and that's evident if you look at then their detailed forecasts for countries. So the US, they've revised higher the US forecast by uh, 1.2 percentage points. Uh, so previously, they were expecting the US economy this year to grow by just over 5%. It's now expecting growth of, of nearly 6.5%. Similar in the UK, it was expecting growth back in January for this year of 4.5%. Now that's over 5%. It's penciling in 5.3% uh, growth. And the reason for the, sh- the higher upward divisions in the US and the UK is in relation to that additional fiscal stimulus. We've seen recently that 1.9 trillion stimulus plan in the US and previously we've seen the UK budget too in terms of fiscal boost. In contrast, uh, while the Eurozone is expected to return to growth this year, it's expected to lag behind and this is consistent with forecasts we've seen from elsewhere like the OECD as well. So it's expecting Eurozone growth this year of, of just over 4%, 4.4%. And, and that, that makes sense because if you think of where we are at the moment, as we've talked in previous podcasts, in the US and the UK, we're seeing economies open back up. This week, this week we've seen a substantial reopening of the UK economy. Uh, that's already happened uh, in many states in the US. In contrast, in the Eurozone, we have France in a national lockdown for a number of weeks, increased restrictions in Germany initially over the last number of months. Uh, so the Eurozone will lag elsewhere because of the fact that we're still fairly heavily restricted, whereas some of the other key advanced economies have opened up over the last while. Uh, so that's likely to see diverging performance as we move through this year. So the key thing really is, is for the Eurozone as well elsewhere, but especially for the Eurozone compared to the US and the UK is an improvement uh, in that vaccine rollout to allow the economy to reopen with restrictions being eased back. And this week, John, a fairly busy economic calendar with key releases from the US, the EU and the UK. You might run through some of these uh, releases and what they're likely to mean. Yeah, so we've already seen in terms of uh, retail sales from the Eurozone this week. But uh, if we look at the US, it's a fairly busy calendar in the US in terms of retail sales, industrial production numbers for March. Uh, We also get consumer sentiment figures 
uh, for April, as well as an update on, on the housing market for March. Uh, and if you look at what is expected over the course of this week for, for some of those key US releases, they're likely to show strong upward performance. Uh, so it would tally then with those expectations we talked about at the start around some strong upward momentum in the US economy. So in terms of this week, I think the key focus will be on what's the US March numbers telling us, because what the market would be looking there to see what level of momentum is in the US economy as it left Q1 heading into Q2. And then those April sentiment, consumer sentiment figures in the US, which is released on Friday, will tell us, you know, the all important US consumer sector, what level of sentiment and expectations are there in the US economy. So we expect US data this week to be strong and probably supportive of the dollar. But I would highlight that what we've seen over the last while is that the market's been more focused on COVID news flow and vaccination rollout news flow rather than the macro calendar. So even though it's a fairly busy week this week, it might be the key influencer on currency markets especially might remain news flow in relation to COVID and vaccine rollouts. So, John, even though we have a busy economic calendar this week, you, you don't believe it will have a huge impact on currency markets? Well, it's always hard to tell for sure how markets are going to react, but US data is probably going to be supportive of the dollar. Uh, but to a large extent, what we've seen over the last couple of weeks, and in, indeed the you know the opening months of, of 2021, it's been COVID news flow and vaccine rollout news flow that's the, been the biggest influence on markets, which is why you know sterling and the dollar have, have outperformed uh, against the euro. Now, last week we did see uh, some move higher in, in euro dollar and euro sterling, but this is more to do with uh, some weakness on the part of sterling and the dollar. And really for the euro to kind of sustain any sort of upward momentum or for it to underpin its current levels where it's back up closer to 119 and, and back above 86p, the market will be looking for a vast improvement in, in the vaccination program uh, in the eurozone. So I think that's the big focus for the markets at the moment, not specifically the data. The market's expecting US data to be stronger than expected. Uh, it's expecting strong data out of the US and the UK over the coming months. So it's really whether the eurozone can start to catch up uh, with its vaccination rollouts. That's likely to remain the focus from a market's perspective, generally speaking, rather than specific data releases. John, we leave it there for this week and thank you as always for your insight. And thanks also to our customers for listening in. COVID continues to dominate both conversation and markets. And for AIB customers impacted by COVID, you can find the details of AIB support packages at aib.ie forward slash COVID-19. Finally, to stay up to date with markets, please press the subscribe button to AIB's Market Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.